you would look in your Bibles to the book of John, to chapter 8. The book of John, and in chapter 8, we'll just be, have that as a beginning point, really, this afternoon or this evening. Let's have a word of prayer before we read from the Scriptures. Our Father, thank you again for this day, this time, this evening. We thank you for another time to look into your word and we pray that you would guide our thoughts and our minds and just help us as we search the scriptures. Again, we thank you for all of your blessings. We thank you for all that you do for us. We certainly are thankful that we have the great God that we have and we can call you not only our God but our Father. Again, we thank you for just helping us as we live in this world. We thank you for your providence. We're thankful that you do work all things together for our good, and we know it will redound under your glory. We pray for each member of our church. We ask your blessings upon each one. Again, we pray for all of your churches, wherever they might be. Again, thank you for our Savior. We pray that you'd help us to see him this evening. We're thankful for all he is to us. We realize we only know a small part, but we're thankful for that part that we do know. And I pray in his name. Amen. In John chapter 8 and verse 29, <clears throat> Jesus said, He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. You remember last Wednesday evening we looked at Joseph and Joseph's command for the children of Israel to bring his bones out of Egypt, carry them to the promised land, and we noted that he uh, that did happen. Joshua made sure of that. His bones were carried as they went out. And I want to follow that this evening by looking at Joseph once again. And this evening, look at how Joseph was a type of Christ and a very special type of the Lord Jesus Christ. That study of the scripture that's known as typology, it looks at types is a very great study in the Word of God, and much could, could be learned. A type is simply an historical figure, uh, one who is designed by God with an essential feature or characteristic of another person in the, yet, who is yet in the future. It looks forward, but it is a, a type of the one that would be coming. And certainly with every type, there is an anti-type. If there is no anti-type, there just simply is no type. There must be an anti-type, and as I've mentioned on several occasions, the anti-type of Jesus is always greater than any type that you find of him in the Word of God. Hold your place here in John. Look over to the book of Hebrews just a moment to chapter 8, do we speak about the type? Sometimes the word shadow is used or pattern is used. There are several different words that are 
used, and they have basically the same meanings. I just want to read you this in Hebrews in chapter 8, in verse 3 and through verse 5, where it says, For every high priest is ordained to offer gift and sacrifices. Wherefore it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. There you have the word in verse 5, example or shadow, and even the word pattern is, is used there. Thinking of the word shadow, we know that there is no substance in a, in a shadow. But in order for there to be a shadow, there must be something real and substantial. And Joseph is one of those shadows or types of Jesus. He is one that we can look to as an example of Christ, pointing us to Christ. And we'll read John 8 and verse 29 again. That might seem a strange place to begin, speaking of Joseph. But in John 8 and verse 29... Jesus said, He that sent me is with me. And the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. I just point out the words for emphasis. He that sent me is with me. Let's go back to the book of Genesis to chapter 39. Genesis, and in chapter 39, I'm going to begin here and just point this out to you concerning Joseph, and it is a part of his type being a type of Jesus. In Genesis 39 and in verse 2, it begins with these words, and the Lord was with Joseph, even as Jesus said, the one that sent him was with him. The same chapter, chapter 39, verse 29, but the Lord was with Joseph. And this is stated several times in the account of, of Joseph. And hold your place there in Genesis. And we'll just read in Acts chapter 7. I found it interesting that in the great sermon and address of Stephen, just before he was stone that he mentioned this fact that the Lord was with Joseph. Notice in Acts chapter 7 and in verse 9, And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. That must be a very important fact, and I'm sure it is in all of our lives, just knowing that the Lord is with us. But again, when it's stated over and over again concerning Joseph, uh, again, it's a part of that type of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
One thing I find interesting about the study of Joseph. The Holy Spirit had Moses to write more about Joseph in the book of Genesis than any other person. I think that's overlooked sometimes. But in the book of Genesis, more is written about Joseph than about Adam, who was the first man, more than about Abraham, more than about Isaac, more than about Jacob. There's more written in the book of Genesis about Joseph than anyone else. There are 50 chapters in the book of, of Genesis, and there's what, 13 or 14 from chapter 37 through chapter 50 is all about Joseph. It's the account of, of Joseph, and it is a, a very important account. Without the record that we have of Joseph, it'd be very difficult for us to understand the book of Exodus. It'd be almost be impossible to have any type of understanding about the Exodus, for without the account of Joseph, we would have no idea how the children of Israel uh, were in Egypt. Why were they there? How did they get there? We just would not know. We would not understand what is written in Exodus chapter 1 and in verse 8, where it says there arose up another king in Egypt, which knew not Joseph. What would that mean to us? If we didn't have the account in Genesis of, of Joseph. And again, there's just many things for us to, to notice about Joseph. And I'm going to try to bring out several things this evening about Joseph being a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the greatest ways I think that he is is that in all of the writing in Genesis throughout chapter 37 through chapter 50 and the account that we have in the Bible about Joseph, there's never a mention of any sin or any wrongdoing in Joseph. You'd be hard-pressed to find another individual in the Bible where this much is written about and there's no sin mentioned, no wrongdoing mentioned about Joseph. That does not mean he did not sin because the Bible says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but not one of his sins are mentioned in the, in the word of God. The Bible, the Holy Spirit in having men write the Bible points out the sin of many of the great saints in the Old Testament, but not of Joseph. We're told that when Noah came out of the ark after the flood, he got drunk. Abraham lied at least two times about his wife. You remember Jacob cheated his brother out of the birthright. David committed adultery and, and murder. Peter, the great apostle, denied the Lord. Thomas doubted the resurrection of Jesus. And faults of, of saints are mentioned over and over again, but not one sin of Joseph is mentioned 
in the Word of God. And in this is preserved a great type of the Lord Jesus Christ. The sinless character of Jesus is typified in Joseph more than anyone else or any other type that I know of in the Scripture. I have a list of several things whereby Joseph is a type of Jesus. You might remember several years ago we went through a study on Wednesday night, spent many Wednesday nights studying the life of, of Joseph. But this evening I want us to just focus on the types. If you look in chapter 37, and in verse 2, you learn immediately that Joseph was a shepherd. How that would typify Jesus Christ. Jesus is that chief shepherd, that great shepherd of the sheep. Many things are said about Jesus as being a, a shepherd. But in chapter 37 of Genesis and then in verse 2, we also find that Joseph was opposed to evil. He just could not stand it. He would not tolerate it. He brought, it says in the latter part of the verse, unto his father the evil report of his brothers. And in chapter 39 and in verse 9, you remember the temptation of, that Joseph endured while he was a slave. In verse 9 of chapter 39, There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept, kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. Then how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And that's a, a, a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews in chapter 1 and in verse 9, it stated concerning Jesus, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. That seems to be found in Joseph over and over again. Back in Genesis chapter 37 and in verse 3, Joseph was that beloved son of his father. And there's much to be said there about Jesus. Jesus is the beloved son of his father. His father said so, that this is my beloved son. And so was Joseph. And again, that was a, in typology of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter 37 and in verse 3, Joseph was held in higher regard than anyone else. He was set apart by his father. And that was done in, in several different ways. Number one was that coat of many colors. Joseph did not wear the, the coat of a common laborer, but that coat of many colors set him apart as, a, as a, one that had dignity and superiority. In I'm going to go over to chapter 48 of Genesis, just a moment. In chapter 48 and in, in verse 22, in 
Joseph's father, Jacob, giving the blessings to his son, says this of Joseph, Moreover, I have given to thee one portion above thy brethren. He received a double portion. Again, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 says that Jesus was set apart from his brethren. And again, the typology holds true here. Back to chapter 37 verse 4, 5, and verse 8. Joseph was hated by his brothers. I mean, they had a hatred for, for Joseph, and we know it was without any, any cause. But again, how true that was of, of Jesus. He came to his own, and his own uh, received him not, and they greatly hated him. And Jesus even said the world hated him. So was Joseph. And again, with Joseph, he was hated without a cause. Now I say that, but if you look at chapter 37, verse 5 and verse 8, remember Joseph had a dream. And he told that dream and he told a divine truth. And he was hated for what he said. And even so it is with the Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter 37 of Genesis, verses 7 and in verse 9, Joseph is, is promised a glorious future. Things are going to be, be very well with Joseph, even though he endures many hardships. But the same thing could be said of Jesus. You might remember in Luke chapter 1, verse 32, and in verse 33, the Scripture says he shall be great. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David. He shall reign forever. Again, the typology holds true. In chapter 37 of Genesis, and in verse 11, Joseph was envied by his brother. They mistreated him terribly because they envied him. But you might remember in Matthew 27 and in verse eight, verse, verse 18 that it was because of envy that the Jews delivered Jesus to be crucified. In Genesis chapter 37, verse 13 and 14, Joseph is sent on a mission by his father. He was sent out to his brethren. And he was not treated very well. In our text, Jesus said, He that sent me, Jesus was sent on a mission by his father. And again, was mistreated when he came. But Joseph, you notice in chapter 37, verse 13, and the verses that follow there, Joseph obeyed his father. And he went on that mission to do the will of his father. And so Jesus said, I came to do the will of my father. But in chapter 37, verse 16, and a few verses after that, 
Joseph was rejected by his brethren. He came on a mission to help them and make sure about their welfare. That was the father's concern, but when he got there, there was a conspiracy among Joseph's brothers even to, to kill him. You find that in chapter 37 and in verse 18. They conspired against him to slay him. And we're told in Scripture concerning the Jews that they repeatedly took counsel against Jesus. And again, it's just another, another type there, another way that Joseph pictures the Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph's brethren in chapter 37, verse 22 put him in a, a pit. The brothers wanted to first kill him, but in verse 21, when Reuben heard about this, he said, let us not kill him. And Joseph was placed in a, a pit. He would not, Reuben just would not consent to the death of his brothers killing him. Now think about Joseph of Arimathea in Luke 23, verse 51. He was one of those secret disciples of the Lord, and the Bible says he did not consent to the deeds of the Sanhedrin, those that conspired to kill Jesus. In chapter 37 and in verse 23, they stripped Joseph of his garment. Certainly we remember that when Jesus was crucified, they stripped him of his clothes. And again, the typology holds true. Joseph was brought out of that pit where he was placed even as Jesus came out of the, the grave, Joseph was sold, if you look in chapter 37, verse 26 through verse 28, Joseph was sold into slavery for a very small amount of money. You remember Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. You note in those verses in verse 26 through verse 28 it's mentioned in verse 26 especially it was Judah who estimated this deed of selling Joseph it was Judah well again I find it interesting that it was Judas who sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver and the word Judas is the same name as the Hebrew Judah. They have the same name. Look at chapter 37 and verse 31. And I'm not, again, not going through all the details of the story. But Joseph had a garment which was dipped in blood. That ought to remind us all of something in Revelation 19 and verse 13. The future Jesus is going to have that garment dipped in blood. When 
when they brought Joseph up out of that pit, there was lies that were told about where he was. They, they lied to the father. If you look in chapter 37 and note in verse 31, it says they took Joseph's coat and killed a kid of goats, dipped his coat in the blood. They sent the coat of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, this have we found. No, no, no now whether it be thy son's coat or no. But they were lying. You remember, I won't turn there, but in Matthew chapter 28, you remember the false witnesses that brought against Jesus and then they paid those to lie about the resurrection and say that his disciples came and did steal him away. In chapter 39 and in verse 1, Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Joseph became a slave, a, a servant. Remember how Jesus humbled himself and became a minister unto others. And again, it's the typology here of, you see in Genesis, pointing all the way to the Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter 39, verse and verse 3 and also in verse 23 even as a slave Joseph prospered in that position he was given a place of, of great authority and remember it was said in Isaiah chapter 53 and in verse 10 the pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand Chapter 39, verse 3 through verse 6, which read there that Joseph pleased his master. Jesus was the son of God who well pleased his master, his father. Look at chapter 39, verse 6, and also in verse 21. Joseph, even in Egypt, in slavery, increased in favor with men. And we read the same thing about the Lord Jesus Christ, how he increased in wisdom and statue, in favor with God and man. Chapter 39, verse 1 through verse 12, he endured great temptation. Again, without sin, and so was it with the Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph was innocent, yet he suffered so much. 
chapter 39 and in verse 20, Joseph's master took him, put him into the prison, a place where the king's servants were bound, and he was there in the prison, an innocent man, a righteous man. Now we're told about Jesus being without sin, but yet he did truly suffer. In chapter 40 and verse 1 through verse 3, he was put in that, that prison and we could use the words of Isaiah that he was numbered with the transgressors. Put in there with guilty people. And so it was said of Jesus and he was numbered with the transgressors. He was crucified along with thieves as if he were a common criminal himself. But Joseph in all of his suffering and mistreatment was one that brought a great blessing to the people. He was put there by God. Chapter 40 and verse Verse 19, Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and thou shalt hang on a tree. The bird shall eat thy flesh. But you go on to read about, about Joseph. I read the wrong verse. I should have read verse 13. But Joseph brought blessings. He brought blessing to one. Remember, he was in prison with a butler and a baker. Well, Joseph was able to save one, but he didn't save the other. He brought a blessing to the butler, but not to the, the baker. I think it typifies Jesus on the cross with those two thieves. He saved one, and he... He did not save the other. It was not that he could not. In this also in chapter 40 and in verse 14, Joseph told the butler, Remember me. Think on me. When it shall be well with thee. Think on me. I cannot help but remember the words of Jesus when he said, This do in remembrance of me. Think on, think on me. Joseph was the means where, by, by which many who would have starved otherwise were given food. And Jesus, the bread of life. Chapter 41 and in verse 40 and verse 41, Joseph was given great authority. Remember, so was Jesus. John 5 verse 26 and verse 27, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given the, to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment. You remember that Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. In chapter 41 of Genesis and in verse 43, 
people were to bow the knee to Joseph. Philippians chapter 2 and in verse 10, every knee is going to bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 41, verse 46, Joseph was 30 years of age at this time. Remember Luke chapter 3 and verse 23, Jesus was 30 years of age. And these things are not just by accident. It's the type being fulfilled. Chapter 42, verse 7 through verse 8. Remember when Joseph's brothers were sent to Egypt because they heard there was corn, there was food in Egypt. During the famine, Joseph knew his brothers, even though his brothers did not know him. Well, the foundation of the Lord still stands sure. The Lord knows them that are his. The Lord knows them that do not know him. I want to read also in chapter 45. And in verse 11. And there will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. It was going through poverty and prison, slavery, that Jacob, Joseph was able to prevent others from going through poverty. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9, Jesus became poor that we through his poverty might be made rich. I like the study of Joseph because there's just so much about the Lord Jesus Christ. He was able to supply food when no one else was. Pharaoh gave the order that no one gets any corn unless Joseph says so. And again, so it is with the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 47, verse 19 and verse 23. Joseph bought those who were in the famine. He bought them. He bought them and all that they had. The Bible says that we are bought with a price. Chapter 50 of Genesis. Joseph dispelled fear. He put fear away. He said, fear not. He removed the fear. His brothers had a great fear that Joseph was going to kill them. But he told them, fear not. And in verse 15 through verse 21 of chapter 50, he pardoned his brothers. He forgave them for what they did. Remember that he said, God meant it for good. God meant it for good. 
He would not turn his brothers away, even though they had so mistreated him. And I'll just close with this. Jesus never has turned any away, even though mistreated by so many. Joseph is a great picture and type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, I think many people may not realize all these chapters, and we just skimmed over a lot of things, are devoted to the life of Joseph. Chapter 37 all the way through chapter 50 of Genesis. Let's stand for a word of prayer. Our Father, we are thankful for these types that we find in the scripture of your Son. It just points us to your greatness, how that you place these things in the scripture. And we know that they're there for our learning. As we study the life of Joseph, we are thankful for that account of the coat of many colors, but help us to go beyond that. Look at who he is. Now he did typify your son, Jesus Christ. May we see Jesus in the time. That's our prayer. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.